0: One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the Team CJ podcast. We are on episode 74. And, um, I don't know. It's, oh, wait. Right, it's Christmas. Christmas special time. Uh, we've. It is. Have you had your advent calendar up somewhere? now? No, I haven't had an advent calendar. Uh,
1: no, I haven't had an advent calendar in many years.
0: <laughs> no, I've been, um, oh, God, what is going on with my mic? Sorry. We've, hmm. uh,. We've got a you know bit of interesting things today. Blue we've got some topics. Uh, blue watched the first episode of the New Witcher series. Um, media, we've got a very, very packed segment. Um, I finished watching Arcane in like a day and blue also finished it uh, and then we also had movie night. So a lot there. And then finally we get to segment three, our annual Christmas quiz, which is being given by Blue this year. So. It is. It was you last year, I think, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: So, so I think there was a question that I was going to write, and I was like, hang on a second, this rings a bell. but'm not intended. Uh,
0: <laughs> it could be a test to see, you uh, know, how much do I remember of my own quiz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I've avoided that. Um Yeah, well, Witcher. So, talking with Witcher, did you know that as well as this second series, there's a uh, spin-off
0: series that's going to okay. be happening as well? I didn't, no. What, mm. What's it going to be about? You look worried. <laughs> I am worried. Well, I, we, we started talking about this before we began the podcast. Um, I mean, do you want me to tell you about my worry, or do you want to tell us about this first?
1: Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on this, and you can interject the, the things that are prevalent in your mind at the time. Um, there is a spin-off called uh, Blood Origin. Uh, Which is set 1,200 years before the events of the Witcher. So I'm not sure if you can really call it a spin-off. Yeah. In technical terms of it being a series, it's a spin-off. But (laughs) Geralt's not in it.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, he's not that old.
1: Predating even the conjunction of the spheres, the cataclysmic cosmic collision that brought monsters and magic into an otherwise relatively mundane world.
0: Think of it as a Witcher, colon, of The Old Republic, if you'd like. Wait, how... So... It's just gonna be medieval Poland, then?
1: Uh, with... Uh,
0: elf-looking people.
1: I thought... Because mm. I guess they were around before Magic.
0: Yeah, that, that's what was confusing me, is...
1: It looked a bit Vi- Vikings-y,
0: to be honest. Well, the brief trailer. I mean, they're basically just making, at that point, if they're doing it before the monsters and the magic, the things that kind of, because the thing- The Witcher. Yeah, the thing that made the Witcher unique and kind of interesting was that it's all based on Polish and Eastern European folklore. Um, Mm. Like- mean, also the fact
1: that there is a Witcher makes the Witcher the Witcher.
0: Well, yes, yeah, but (laughs) aside from the titular character, I'm talking about the setting. Yeah, Um, the setting and the creatures (laughs) and all the things. Because you get most of the monsters you get in magic or fantasy series. In the West is like you know, dragons and demons and things and stuff that we're familiar Mm -hmm. with from like Western European folklore and Christian folklore. But then you go back to, but not really anything with Eastern Europe, which is yeah, kind of what made it interesting. Anyway, go on.
1: But, um, yeah, so I watched the first episode of the new series, and <sighs> I don't know, it didn't... Didn't hook you? It didn't hook me. No, it, it was... It was alright. It wasn't bad. But they introduced a character that was very, uh... Looked like saying it out of a bad children's show um and they also used uh, i'm sure this is a uh oh wait I, i won't actually talk about the monster actually because you're gonna be watching it um at some point but um they took a very uh basic monster that everybody knows about and just very, very, very small tweaks to it. And that was kind of it. And it and the monster wasn't around for very long either. Um that that's as much description as you're getting of it. I hope that's vague enough. Um it it wasn't anything like fantastical
0: or Oh my new, god, the I mean. monster is Stuart Little.
1: Yeah. And those were the best parts. Those two things that I just described were the best part of the episode. Um I struggled remembering some of the uh, more diplomatic side, the, the magical side, the, the um, what's her name? Jennifer? Yennefer? Yennefer. Um, her teacher, I forgot that she was her teacher for a while until uh, Sweetie reminded me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, there's just a lot of talking on that side and no real action. Um, so look for a first episode to a series which i think you know you you need it to to really grab a person and it didn't really do that for me
0: yeah i think they're they're hopefully banking on the fact that enough people liked the first season that they'll push past any sort of dryness in the beginning in the setup Um, i mean it was a great filler episode (laughs) there i mean to be fair they did base it off of the books and there is a lot of very dry politics in the books um specifically when you get to the mages because the mages are supposed to be these they're the political movers and shakers in the world they're they're the people who are pulling the strings behind the scenes
1: i wouldn't even call it politics though it was just talking for the sake of talking
0: okay well that's unfortunate Uh, i mean this is a good time to jump in and say what i was i was thinking earlier it so I did enjoy the first series of it, I've been a huge, and I know we talked about it on the podcast about a year or so ago, but the, um, the first season was good, it, they've based it off the books and not the games, I've read all the books, and they do a very good job for the most part, like, there are characters, like, they nailed Geralt, they nailed Dandelion, or Yaskir, as they call him in the series, um... They I think they nailed Ciri and her like her mother, the, the Queen of Cintras. Um But they fucked up the mages. Like they they got them so they not not all of them, but the the one that annoyed me the most, and it really wasn't everything, but a good chunk of it, Yennefer. Like, they managed to get like they she got better as the series went on, but there's a few things that they fucked up. One, they changed her backstory so that her tragic backstory is unique to her, right? Like, she's the only person who was found as a... By the way, if you haven't seen the first series, spoilers. Um, She was the only one, you know, who was found, like, and bought from a peasant family, and she was a a cripple, and then they, they used magic to... Well, actually, no, this is something they changed, because almost all mages had something wrong with them like they were either from poor families or they were like disfigured or crippled or something like that and when they became mages all of them used magic to make themselves like the most beautiful attractive whatever people they could but what they did in the tv series was they made it seem like it was only her And that she made some great sacrifice to do this because she ends up being sterilized i
1: think that they all did it i think
0: no no because i mean
1: the the, of the ones that were left alive because everyone else got fucking pushed in the whatever. well Well,
0: they they explicitly show that not everyone did it because they show all the apprentice mages most of them are pretty attractive people um except for yennefer who's got like a hunchback um in the prequel Yeah. yeah so that's that's what they that's one thing they changed but the other thing they changed was the fact that um when she when she decided she she's going to use magic to become beautiful it made it sound like it was seemed like it was this controversial thing whereas it's just something they all did and the idea that she got sterilized because of that is stupid in the books they say that i think it's something like 30 to 60 percent of mages just through the process of training, becomes sterile. Like most mages are sterile, I th- mm. is what they say in the book. So, I think they they were trying to make her stand out and seem more unique. And to me, it just came across as pointless melodrama.
1: Um, you just spoke about Siri just thing. now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, can't I can't tell, and I can't remember all the alchemols. So I think we did look, look it up afterwards, but. Um, Either they got a different actor for Siri for season two, or it's just been enough years between when they were recorded that she looks like a different person
0: to me. It's possible. I mean, she was pretty young when they recorded the first season. Yeah, was, I think. she was seventeen
1: when they recorded the first, and now she's like twenty. I
0: mean, people can change a lot in three years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I did. I haven't looked into it. Um, I can remember what the first one looked like, but I haven't mm. i haven't even watched the trailers for the second one yet, so... I couldn't tell you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not all we have regarding The Witcher. Oh, no.
0: Oh, is there more? Okay.
1: Well, technically, it's not regarding The Witcher, but... Henry Cavill, as you know, plays The Witcher, right? right?
0: Yeah, big fan of it. Big, big, old, big, big old, old nerd. And I love. think that's probably gone a long way to make his performance as Geralt as good as it is
1: well now he wants to star in a Red Dead Redemption movie what
0: I'm I'm kidding that's awesome (laughs) who do they want him to play is he going to be Arthur Morgan uh let's have a look
1: oh Oh, hang on
0: I would love it if they started making Mass Effect probably I don't know. There there were a lot in the original Mass Effect games there was a lot of really high tier voice content, like voice actors.
1: Hmm. I always remember, um the president. The person who played the president in a, the White House T V series played the evil guy. Oh in yeah, Martin Sheen Mass Effect three.
0: Yeah. yeah, Martin Sheen. He played the elusive man. And he was fucking awesome in that role. He was like, you know, calm, charismatic, and menacing. It was like he nailed that role. I I just recently replayed all of the Mass Effect games because I bought. Oh, that's something I could talk about. I beat the yeah. uh, Mass Effect No Ass Edition, right. the Legendary yeah, yeah, Edition. Yeah, you said.
1: I don't know how I don't know that how, how noteworthy that is. Just you didn't fuck anyone.
0: No, 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 no. That that was all still in there. Um, the only oh, thing. No ass edition, right? The, yeah, um, literally the only thing they changed, as far as I can tell. Was they changed that one camera angle and it blew up out of proportion? Um, yeah. I think they should have just left well enough alone and not wasn't done it. Wasn't there a mod to put it back in again?
1: I vaguely recall. Multiplayer, like I said, wasn't there a mod, a
0: mod to put it
1: back in? Yeah, there was. Um, oh, also, okay, so uh, I don't know, the article's pretty unclear, but it's a a bit fresh face for Arthur Morgan, though mm-hmm. maybe he could pull off a decent John Marston. Yeah.
0: I love yeah. the fact that, like, video game movies are actually potentially being good.
1: Yeah, potentially, because, you know, in a, Like, the last 20 years, any video game that's pretty
0: much come up on
1: a film or TV series has been shite. Yeah.
0: Did you ever watch uh, the Doom movie? The one with uh, no. The Rock? No. Oh, it is comedy gold. Think, like, the most, like... B or C tier sci-fi movie you can think of with all of the stereotypical tropes that you get in sci-fi movies that have nothing to do with Doom and a first person scene where he's holding the gun out and fighting demons. It is there such a... That's kind of, of the rocks wheelhouse there. Yeah, this was early on in his career. Now he's like, you know, he's become kind of a superstar. Yeah, but he still does the same you know b-movie style shit he does but not (laughs) in everything um like he's he's been in some pretty like mainstream kind of uh, i'm trying to think of what what's the is it fast and the furious that he's in yeah Yeah. although i guess that that kind of is yeah it's kind of the same thing um have you seen
1: his uh his live action bambi on snl no, I've got to see it. It's fucking hilarious.
0: Oh, um, okay, I do want to see this. I I don't know. I have <laughs> I feel like I haven't really watched SNL that much. In I my don't I, Of years. course, I'm
1: not in America. But every something that comes off my YouTube feed, and I'm like,
0: okay, I'll take a look at that. Like well, the the one they did, I think it was uh, last. It was last October. Was the um the the Sam Adams beer one, where they they had um you know this they it's like so we went out and asked you know real bostonians what they think of this beer and um like it's it's like four of the people are exactly like just the the stereotypical people they get for commercials who you know they're they're just gonna be like oh i love the taste oh this pumpkin spice really kicks it up a notch and then it goes to the the one guy who's the comedian there bill yeah yeah yeah. and he's and he like if he's the actual bostonian like mm-hmm. he's sitting there in like a you know plaid shirt and like shitty jeans and he's got the the mask but it's like down around his chin he's, and he takes a sip and he's like ah, I don't like that, <laughs> oh,
1: that was, oh, that was so a bit of soon, yeah. fucking love that
0: anyway um, yeah so Henry Cavill Actor in video game movies. Huge nerd.
1: Uh, yeah. That's, uh.
0: Well, hold that's all up. what all I had. Alright, well. Go on. I. Wanted to. T- we're. You got plenty of time, Okay. I, I do want to talk about the Mass Effect uh, franchise, because I did just recently beat it again. Yeah. Um, specifically, the, the Legendary Edition. And from what I found. They did make a lot of quality-of-life gameplay improvements to the first game. The mm. second game was just still an absolute classic, and if the ass thing really bothers you, you can mod it back in pretty easily. Yeah. Um, then Mass Effect 3, I can't tell if I've just blocked it from my memory or if they actually removed it, but one of the most annoying things about Mass Effect 3 is that after every major mission, you'd have to go back to your cabin and then Shepard would go through this stupid fucking dream sequence where he would whine over this little kid from Earth and then you'd wake up and be a little bit traumatized or tell everyone you're fine. I, they either shortened those or they took a few of them out because, I don't know, I I don't remember going through them. And that's actually, no, that's another thing. I knew there was some other game that I've been playing. Blue just uh, reminded me, the other thing that I beat this, uh, this week because I'm on vacation um, is Halo Infinite and they made some interesting choices, some bold choices with it and I think it panned out this is the (laughs) most Halo game that I've played like Halo 5 didn't feel like a Halo game at all, it had this weird squad based combat, the storyline was an absolute fucking shit show Um, Halo 4 had a decent story but the gameplay was just Call of Duty with a Halo skin Um, no, Halo Infinite feels like, feels exactly like a Halo game should, and the storyline felt, it gave me the same kind of feeling as back when I played Halo 1, 2, and 3, like the original trilogy, which kind of made the franchise. Is it like an open world? They did make it open world. That was one of the choices they made. Every other game in the Halo series, every other game in the Halo series was you had a series of missions and they they were somewhat open in terms of how you could complete them and what order you could do things in but it was a self-contained mission and then when you finished it you moved on to the next one this one doesn't mm. work like that
1: yeah I've been um the only content I've seen on it has been like very short YouTube videos from people doing like have you seen the the uh <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know what the, the relevance is to things are in the situation around it, but um, there's a guy who calls these, like, half-minute clips of this grunt, basically shit-talking.
0: Yep. So there's... um, They, they added in some of the, the standard um, open-world tropes. There are propaganda towers. There are bases you can take that act as fast-travel points. Yep. Um, there are enemy fortresses you can take down, although unlike what they are in like a far cry kind of game where there's like a million of them and they're all roughly the same each of the there are only seven enemy bases in this one and they're all pretty unique in what they are what you have to do to take them over and you know what's involved in that uh, but yeah they're propaganda towers that that's what those are clips of
1: right yeah because i had like one of them was the grunt being like john we're afraid of a guy called John. <laughs> they talk about the the Master Chief. Yeah. Um, and got just these kind of funny little interactions. I which, think I don't know. I think it's a lot cool. of
0: a lot of the reason that most of the stuff you see going up about the campaign is stuff like that, stuff people doing and doing whatever in the open world. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, at least a lot of the people who produce Halo content that I follow on YouTube, are being very respectful and not doing anything to spoil the story, because mm. the story is really good. Like, it's not it's not one of those stories that's trying its hardest to be deep and complex. It's not one of these stories that's trying to, you know, subvert someone's expectations and pull some major plot twist. It, it kind of, you you know roughly how the story's gonna go minus a couple big twists uh, near the end. But not twists that like are shocking, but twists that you just go like oh, and it, it like it gives you the gives you the feels. Mm. I, it, yeah, I, yeah. I ended up like just enjoying the story from beginning to end. And one of the reasons for that they, they kind of just the story really only focuses on the, the trio of three main characters the the new AI, master chief and um, the Pelican pilot. Who you know rescues uh, him in the beginning of the game, and there are some enemies, but they're kind of they kind of take a backseat. There are audio logs and things so you can figure out what happened to lead up to this point, point. Um, and then near the end, you there are some major uh, plot reveals that kind of happen up and around you um, while you're playing. But
1: um, the only other video I saw. <laughs> there was a guy, I think the video was captioned something like, um, How a Spartan Gets Around, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they climbed out of, I think it was a warthog, and cleared all their friendlies out of the way, and hit it with, like, some kind of power axe attack.
0: Crabhammer, yeah. I've uh, seen this then clip. They grappled
1: onto it immediately, yeah, and they like, flew a yep. mile into the distance and landed on the fucking mountain from Skyrim. Um...
0: Yeah, it, it just, it reminds me a lot of Skyrim, actually, just looking at the, the map. You, like, the, the grapple hook, I, I thought it was going to be just another, like, kind of uh, vestigial, like, piece of equipment. I never used any of the other equipment in my playthrough in the game, because you also, you can switch between, there's a grapple hook, a drop shield, um, a little scanner thing uh, mm. that shows you where enemies are, uh, a dash attack and there might be one i'm forgetting but all of them are pointless because the grapple hook's amazing <laughs> the grapple hook lets you ground pound the grapple hook lets you climb up mountains forever it's just amazing
1: um yeah no i um I was gonna say wow it's one of those moments where you start saying something and
0: halfway through
1: it you're like nope. Don't know what I was talking about, never mind.
0: It's just gone now.
1: Just yeah, gone. but... I, I oh, just okay, now I remember. Okay. Right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: Um, I was going to
1: say, grapple hooks have kind of become a very common thing in games these days, and I'm not sure if I like it. Like, yeah. some games do it right, don't get me wrong, but uh, a lot of games get it wrong. And... Like uh, having a, a steel wire that essentially yanks you along at hundreds of miles per hour in moose games does not make sense. Granted, Halo yeah. it does because you're in like a mech suit.
0: Yeah, but yeah. The the um. I I made this observation. I was, so I, was I was streaming Halo uh, Infinite at one point, and I actually put this. This actually went into one of the, the clip videos that I put up. Um, but the grapple hook, like I was I was going up a mountain and i wasn't jumping or climbing or mantling no i was just grapple hooking onto rocks climbing up the mountain over and over again because i'd gotten the upgrade that reduces the cooldown and i realized just like this is just cause 2. like yeah like it, it's the same physics defying hook shot that you had in that game um
1: so you got more reason to believe it in halo I feel you like. do oh uh,
0: yeah 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 you're not <laughs> you're not the, the crazy god of destruction from that game Wearing Um, nothing but a t-shirt. Yeah. T-shirt and blue jeans, and he can grapple hook from a thousand feet in the air and not take a bit of damage. But excellent game. And they they made a few other interesting decisions. Like, they released the multiplayer for free, and the campaign was a full $60. So Mm. that was... But I, for me, at least, it was worth it. Because it was... A fun open world one that they're there because the game ends in such a way that you're still on the area they're going to keep releasing stuff for the campaign so i imagine they'll probably depending on how well the multiplayer uh, does they might release free segments of the campaign to expand on from it which that would be great um they're going to be adding in more features to it um Hopefully they're free because the game, like I said, the campaign alone is sixty dollars. But you do also get some stuff for multiplayer for that price. So multiplayer is free, but they have cosmetics that you can buy: new pieces of armor, battle pass, um, new you know colorings for your armor, um, effects and things. But in the campaign,
1: with a bunch of crayons, crayons just like. They're, they're make they did, my old red and shiny
0: that, that, that's literally the one I have. mine is red and shiny of it is um, so but so much. this is one of the things that they did to kind of make the, the potentially like make it a little bit more worth it for the, the $60 price tag for the campaign. Um, and that was they added in like there's unique armor pieces and stuff that you can only get in the campaign. So, just as you're exploring around, Every you can... Game has that these days. It does. But, again, I'm trying to... Find the positives. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to be positive about it. Personally, if if I'm being, like, mercenary about it, if you're a fan of the Halo franchise in general, it's worth it for 60 bucks. 100%. Yeah. Just for the story. Um, if you're not a fan of the Halo franchise, <laughs> maybe wait till it's on sale to buy the campaign. But it's I, I still think it could be worth it if you know that's your t- kind of game
1: i saw an interesting post on something the other day and it, it just simply said um, what is your favorite game of all time and what is the worst thing about it
0: that's a, i like that i like that question yeah
1: well what would your response be so for me
0: Yeah. do my yours favorite first. game of all time
1: is digital world and probably the worst thing, the first thing that I thought that was really, really fucking bad about it is you can't really play it these days without getting an emulator. Um. Although
0: that I guess doesn't do the, the the actual game counts itself. Wait, which which uh, game again? Sorry, my mother. Digital World. Oh, Digital World. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Oh, that's that's unless you have a PlayStation. I have a PlayStation. That's true.
1: I mean, I have a PlayStation
0: 1, I just don't know what the game is. Yeah. I have the game on my bookshelf over there. But, okay, favorite game of all time, and worst thing about Mm. it. This is tricky for me, because it's something that's kind of changed over time. Um... (laughs) Sorry, Sorry. I (laughs) did. I'll I'll try and fill
1: the air. Um... Yeah, yeah,
0: keep keep going, because I actually have a really hard time answering this question.
1: Uh... Probably next makes be like, like Sonic Adventure Two for me, um, and I don't know. The worst thing would be that actually the later levels in the game, I fucking hate it. Uh, like any of the space levels can just are just awful. You play Sonic Adventure Two for the Chow Garden. Let's face it. If you can yeah. minimize actual game time and maximize playing with Chow time, that's that's how I would I would prefer
0: it. But. Yeah, I don't know, I guess if I'm being lazy, I would oh god you see, there's, there's... <laughs> it'd be easier for me to pick one from each genre because I, it really depends on the mood I'm in like I could, like um, Oblivion is a big one for RPGs for me but then I also really, really liked the amount of times I've replayed the Mass Effect games and the Kotor games. For Oblivion
1: of Morrowind. I see for the Morrowind.
0: I think that Oblivion is kind of the middle ground. I did like Morrowind, but Morrowind, especially in its vanilla format, has a lot of things that just make it annoying. Oblivion solves a lot of those issues. They added in more voice acting. Um, I think the world in Oblivion is a lot more beautiful. Like if you go walking out in the fields, it's all bright colors and flowers and meadows and they have different mm. climates and biomes that you can go through um Halo 2 is obviously a huge contender if only for the multiplayer it's first how many mentioned Starcraft yeah <laughs> it's true mm. Starcraft 2 is one that I but I came into that like later like I never played the, orig- I played the original Starcraft but not much like I played the campaign back in high school hmm yeah, I guess I don't really have a... Yeah, you know what, we'll do this. Name me a genre, and I'll, I'll pick one from that genre, and then... does <laughs> I, so I, d- I know you a bit
1: too well. Um.
0: <laughs> you know what, here's what I'll do. I'll just pick one from that um, That list that I just... That giant list of games. I'll use Oblivion, Okay. Um, which I guess maybe that's a bit cheap.
1: I mean, that, that's great, for, because I, I've also played Oblivion,
0: and it's a good old game. Well, I think the biggest flaw with it is um, the fact that, like, I guess the way dialogue works. Really, I thought you guys.
1: I've got a different
0: reason. Oh, really? For, okay. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it, it just feels it, it's a lot more. Oh, uh, about the making people happy minigame. Yeah. If you talking about that? Yeah, that yeah. one. That that's that's a pretty awful thing uh, for the game, yeah. but. Even that's not too bad, I guess. Uh, it's well, shallow for me. Like, the way you interact with NPCs, both big story ones and not story ones, it's just very shallow. The conversations.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I guess I but have plans you don't to really play
0: those section. games for the for the dialogue and things.
1: Unless you unless you play the fucking Shere Gorath segment
0: of oh, yeah. DLC, oh, that, that that's just amazing.
1: It's just a masterpiece. Um, the uh, the fact that that loot scales the level was frustrates the shit. Oh
0: yeah, yeah actually. Uh, that's a that's a big thing. So you can be, you know, just you level one, you go through a dungeon and you find some leather shoes. You level fifty and you go through a dungeon and you find a diamond encrusted helmet that was
1: the same dungeon. I yeah. should point out is what he means. <laughs>
2: yeah, <Literally, laughs> when you
1: kill a when you kill, kill a demonic warrior with full. Battle armor and a huge axe and shit, and he drops a an iron knife when yeah. you kill
0: him, and it's like, <laughs> very that, frustrating. But that is something you can mod out. Oh, really? Yeah. When I played uh, on the PlayStation, you can't. Nope, that's the thing. This that's kind of why I didn't choose <laughs> yes, Morrowind because the vanilla version of Morrowind has a, there's a lot of quality of life stuff that I like putting back into it.
1: Hmm. God. Uh, I I I do miss Oblivion. i been watching so much Josh Strife recently, clips of his playthrough of it, and
0: it's just like, ah. Oh, I remember this mission. It's a fun, fun thing. Like uh, but yeah. Well, I think I, I've told this story before, but one of the things I did in high school was like uh, Morrowind for the original Xbox, and then later Oblivion. I mean, sometimes what we'd do was like my high school buddies like they'd come over my my house and hmm. we would just set up another tv and they'd bring their xbox and we would just play morrowind or oblivion in the same room and yeah. or just like make up ridiculous concepts for characters because it, it was it was just a fun game to chill and play and I'd just be like hey look look i just did this stupid thing or you know something like that anyway let's get on <laughs> to the interesting stuff i want to talk about arcane
1: okay yeah let's get to media
0: all right This is going to be the end of Segment 1 of the TMCJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for Segment 2. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on Segment 2, our media segment. And, oh boy, got a lot to talk about. Uh, So, coming up, start with Arcane, because I really want to talk about it. And it's right. fresh in my mind. And two, uh, we watched what, what's what's the first Batman? Batman Returns. Batman. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. It's the one before Dark Knight. <laughs> Dark Knight's the only <laughs> one I remember the title of because that movie was phenomenal. Mm. Um, for different what's reasons. The Dark Knight Rises. That's a third one. Oh, okay. Third one's Dark Knight Rises. That's one with um, Tom Hardy wearing a jock strap on his face.
1: Right
0: uh so the um we're starting with arcane arcane which for those that don't know arcane yes arcane like (laughs) you know magic um it is a animated like a 3d animated tv series on netflix That's made based on the game league of legends which is a moba that's been out forever and you say based, from, based on the game? Based on the characters from the game? Based on the characters from the game, yeah, sorry. I should yeah. clarify. But against all odds, in this current year where a lot of exclusive stuff for Netflix and particularly a lot of animated stuff tends to suck, it was actually good. And not only was it good, it was. I. I'm going to come right out here and say that I think it was probably one of the best pieces of TV entertainment that I have seen in, like, at least the last five or six years, probably longer than that.
1: Really? Better than The Expanse?
0: Yeah. I would rate it higher than The Expanse. Correct. <laughs> I, I really like The Expanse, and that, that show is also coming back out. The first two episodes are out so far. But... Yeah. Uh, This one was just, like, I am somebody that always needs to multitask, right? Even if I'm watching something new, I'll usually have it on and I'll be watching it, but I'll also be doing something over here or Mm -hmm. thinking about something else. This series, I was watching it. Like, I was sitting there and doing nothing but watching it the whole way through. It had me that riveted to it. Because, A, it's visually gorgeous. The character writing is phenomenal. Like they, what I mean is like nobody is black and white in that series. Like nobody is a hundred percent good, a hundred percent bad. Everyone has like a lot of moral complex. Even the the person who is the like the villain of the series, you see like redeeming features in. Oh them. yeah. And like yeah. Just the the lat not to spoil anything, but the very last scene in the entire. Series in season one is fucking heart wrenching and mm. epic, and just oh, it's just and it resolves everything so, oh, it's just so good. Oh
1: man, and I don't, and it re- resolves everything while opening up so many new questions, exactly. The
0: yeah, they, they tie up a, uh, a lot of the key points in season one and then set up all the next ones for season two. It's just, I just I thought good writing was dead.
1: Yeah. Jinx, of course, voiced by Henry Cavill. Uh.
0: <laughs> if you want to, let, so let's to to set the scene. One of the main characters um, is so in the the video game she's called Jinx, um, and uh, see, I already knew. Are we going from? Are we going from episode one? Doing some I, th- are we- I don't know that we should go through. Everything. I think I'm gonna go with broad strokes, but I don't want to spoil the ending because I okay. I'm gonna highly recommend people watch this. Okay. Um, but going through the series, like it opens up and it establishes the setting. You've got Piltover, this like steampunk uh, technocratic like wealthy, affluent city, and then another city that's kind of linked to it. This lower city that is kind of crime ridden down and out. The slums. Essentially. Yeah, essentially the slums of the, so, but that's all, essentially, parts of Piltover, the the wider mm. city there. Um, and it's
1: very We Happy Few. If you know what I mean
0: by that? Yeah, We Happy Few. Especially because there's, like, a bridge between the two. A bridge between the two towns, yeah. yeah. We Happy Few is a video game about, like, a British dystopian society. Um, but that, in that one, the people who are rich and affluent are Basically, getting by by taking happy pills. Yeah, uh, this is this is very different. Where the rich and affluent are actually rich and affluent. I know it's just because
1: it was islands and they're connected by a bridge, and it was it, yeah the, the the scenes the the scenery. Sorry, looked very really similar. Like it has very, very, very nice houses on one
0: side, and then shit broken town on the other. On the other, yeah, yeah. So it it kind of establishes that dynamic. Um, and the first few episodes kind of follow this ragtag group of kiddos um, who all like they I guess they're orphans they all kind of hang around this one uh, bar that's owned by this dude who's sort of like a legend yeah he's like this legend he tried to lead a revolution against the upper city at one point and you know get independence from the the upper city that didn't work out and so now he's just doing his best to keep the peace and make life as good as he can for the people around him um and you know they also show like how um kind of the better the better half live uh they follows this one guy jace who's like this genius at the academy who's trying to work something out um it follows uh, the story. Yeah, he's not. He's not the highest of the highest. He's like a shoemaker, like yeah, hammermaker. Hammer yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. Hammermaker. And so he he just be, through a wealthy patron. He's made it into this academy and started to to build stuff up. That's and then scientist. it also follows like the politicians, like the the council members who are all making decisions for the city and for well for both cities and dealing with issues like that. And. Um, then of course there's the uh, the enforcers which are the, the police force from the upper city but they also police the lower city and they're not too gentle with the people from the lower city
1: yeah this is something that um I spoke out of the list I was like hmm I hope they weren't doing it on purpose but there's a lot of um political messaging I think you see- in that Especially where it comes to the, uh, the Fireflies, who we find out later, who was led by that particular person. And he's like, yeah, all the cops are... Yeah, I
0: yeah. didn't get that. I think they, they managed to very um, artfully sidestep that. Because like, that okay. would have been the obvious thing for them to do. They, they, they could have, you know, taken the easy route and tied it into modern-day political bullshit, but they didn't. Because everything that happened in that series is all canon in the game. Like, mm-hmm. the Fireflies, they're actually a, a faction in the game. The people from the Lower City, all those fa- they're actually a faction in the game, and so- like, none of those factions actually- it's all background lore in the game, but it's nice to see them fully fleshed out like that. Um... But anyway, uh, yeah, so it follows these different groups, and the first few episodes follows this- this one time period, and then there's a series of fairly tragic events, um, two of the the orphans right uh vi and jinx who are kind of like the main two of them episode three yeah two of the main characters in the series a, let's say a tragic event happens because again i don't want to spoil because it's such a good scene it's a pinnacle yeah um a tragic event happens um jinx does something that's somewhat unforgivable um powder, does something somewhat. powder yeah she isn't jinx yet uh, but you see, I, I played the game, so it's easier for me to remember her as Jinx. Anyway, um, and the the two sisters uh, get separated, and basically, then it fast forwards like a few years. Um, the The guy, the guy at the academy, Jace, despite like almost getting kicked out of the academy, manages to revolutionize, you know, society and. bring all this brand new fancy technology that makes the the town like the trading hub of the world um but now because of that he's forced to like play politics and deal with stuff like that um it's following down in the lower city what's happened to powder who's now called jinx um how the like crime has gotten so much worse and like these new crime lords basically rule the city using drugs um and the story continues from there and it follows how all of these different factions and characters interact and it and i don't want to go too deep into the story because i'm going to emphasize 100 percent. watch this series it's nine episodes long watch it watch it watch it it's so fucking good like it it is um a very stylized like 3d thing It's, it's a very realistic animation but it is animated um And it does get very over-the-top, because it is a fantasy series, too, where you can. realistic. Realistic Realistic for animation. Like, if you're going to... Like, you know how you you can have really, really cartoony-looking animated stuff, and then you can have animated stuff that looks like real people?
1: They have a higher level of
0: texture and detailing, yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying that, like, this is much closer to the animation that looks like real people.
1: Right, yeah, it's not Pokémon-style, no. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but then they also go into scenes where it gets overly stylized, there's all kinds of neon colors and flashes and...
1: Yeah, um, I
0: absolutely love. The scene with, uh, Jinx and Echo on the bridge, by the way, and they go into, mm. like, that sketchy art style, I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Oh, God. But just, the entire series is an absolute visual treat, and I just, I cannot wait for Season 2 already. And I hope, I hope they can keep it up because I love season one. Anyway, that's me gushing over it. Do you have anything to like, um, dampen my spirits? Uh,
1: It's one of these stories that's very hard to talk about without spoiling something.
0: Um, well, let's, let's just say that now then, um, you know, we're going to venture into maybe mild spoilers here as we discuss a little bit. So if you really don't want to hear them, I've said my piece, go watch the series. And then come back and listen to our Christmas quiz. Yeah, um, I mean, I, because we both just finished it.
1: Uh, I, I want to talk about the uh, the Mad
0: Hatter Tea Party, as it were. That was amazing. Okay, so near the end of the series, kind of you get to the the pinnacle, where all a lot of the main characters that have been involved with stuff going on in the Undercity all come together in one room and not by choice, like, um... This Jinx kind of sets them all up and has them all restrained at this long table. Um... And this is where, like, her... her sister is finally understanding exactly how deep her, like, trauma and psychosis goes, because she's got, like, doll facsimiles of the friends that died, you know, back in episode 3, um... seated at the table, and then as things get more intense, she starts shouting at them as if they're talking to her. And shooting them. Yeah.
1: Um But no, that that scene, more than anything, really me I I, I love to love a villain. Yeah. Um I think lights yugami from Death Night is probably one of my favorite characters in any series. Yep. Yeah, he's a great and villain. And the villain in this is just on point, because he's not doing it out of just pure hatred for everyone and fuck the world. Hmm. He's actually doing it for... Well, in his eyes, it's... it's he He's making
0: a good impression on the world. Yeah. Um, he, well, he's trying to gain independence for their lower city.
1: And when everyone thinks he's gonna be a, an absolute asshole, he actually... Supposedly, I mean, we still don't know if we can trust, trust him or not. Well, but, and I that, mean, he was... Yeah. In those last words, something very key was said, which was really impactful, I think. Yeah.
0: To, to give um context, he, like... He gets an offer to basically get everything he wants in terms of concessions from the Upper City. All he has to do is give up Jinx. And it's left very ambiguous whether or not he was going to do it. And then, like, he... The, the, one of the, the last lines he has is, you know, you know, looking right at her, it's just like, I you know, I, I never would have given you up no matter what, or something mm. like that. And it just, it's such, it's such like a emotionally poignant scene because of the context of everything that was happening around that moment. Oh, you're right. It's so hard not to spoil. I just I do want to just talk about it, but in i think probably my favorite character though if not him is actually the um
1: not jace the uh victor
0: oh yeah victor yeah
1: i really like victor's character even though he doesn't play a very big part
0: the scenes Um, he are in yeah are good yeah i just liked his standing his, his viewpoint on the world and yeah victor in the context of the series he's um he, so he's a guy who has you know from a childhood he's had a crippled leg he's from the lower city and has kind of worked his way up and through his mind alone you know he made it up to the upper city into the academy he was the mm. assistant to like one of the most prestigious professors there um and then he partners with jace and then they together you know, invent this new technology yeah and a move that potentially crippled his own career and sent him back to the back to the world again yeah and so Um, and then the two of them they have a very interesting dynamic
1: yeah i'm not a fan of jace though so much i didn't mind him so much early on but when he started fucking that person yeah um my respect for him quickly went downhill as every decision he made after that point was entirely based on just nothing just stupid decisions after them
0: he he's one of those people that i think um he's clearly very intelligent um but he's also got that like charm and charisma and he lets all of that go to his head i think Mm. like he he, um sorry no i think he like he starts to he gets what he wants too often and that starts to like that actually turns into a character flaw for him
1: when vi approaches him Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i was mad that he was just like would so easily just give in and say fuck the council Hmm. And then he started actually doing it, and I was like, okay, this is cool. Uh, He's actually making a change. And then he makes that change, and there's like one in 100 people in the attack die. Yeah, an innocent civilian dies. Oh, this was all a a complete mistake, and it wasn't even a civilian. It was someone who worked for the enemy. Yeah it was just a child
0: yeah i had the same reaction you did it's it's tragic that the person died but what do you think you're you're firing you're firing a fucking yeah you're firing a cannon inside a closed space
1: yeah Uh, like okay someone died yeah bad there's 99 other kids though that you just remove from making drugs for a living They, they probably have better prospects now, and you, you probably should have kept doing this. Instead, it's like, oh, everything I did was a mistake, and here are the keys to my balls, and have the kingdom.
0: Yeah, he's because, he's sort of... I don't know how I feel about... Like, he kind of goes back and forth for me throughout the series. Because at first, he's he's somebody who, like, he's basically the lowest of the upper class right like he's from a like a poor lower noble house in the upper city Mm -hmm. um he basically only gets in there through the good graces of his patrons and you know as soon as he does something wrong he sees how quickly that can be ripped away from him and he at first wants to be very principled and you know make the world a better place and be moral and be this was the scene that I think um, I, maybe I'm t- reading too much into it, but there's a scene where he gets elevated to a position as a result of some events that happen mm-hmm. earlier on in the series. Essentially, he becomes a council member um, in a way to kind of placate some concerns that are about corruption and stuff like that and he goes in hard like we're gonna fight corruption we're gonna fix all this stuff we're gonna do all this and then one of the other council members reveals to him that like yeah they're taking a piece they're taking a piece they're taking a piece you've just made a lot of enemies and she kind of forces him into not forces him but um puts a lot of pressure on him to basically just allow some of the more harmless corruption through so that you can go after what really matters and I think in that scene in my mind what he was thinking back to was when he nearly got kicked out of the academy and he saw how quickly everything he had could be taken away from him
1: just I mean just tell me one one time in the whole series where he was in a one-on-one conversation with someone and they didn't change his mind about an important subject. Hell, even even he tried to fucking kill himself after the, the initial hearing. Like, what's-his-name just came in and was just like, Nah, he's your diary. Let's get back to work. He's like, okay, I'm not going to kill myself anymore. I'm just going to keep working. And... Th- okay, that scene in particular. I do like that they then do a role reversal later on.
0: Yes. Yeah. With with that was good. Yeah. There's, yes. I think, I I can only really think of two, um, conversations like that. But, you're right. For the most part, he, and that that is I think, one of his. Even
1: his fuck buddy's mother, just fucking is having a having a wank in a bath, and she can still persuade him to change his entire ideology.
0: That was a funny scene that that scene made me laugh um because she
2: (laughs) oh my god
0: anyway yeah just but i we do i do want to get onto batman because we did watch that as well yes but i just can't recommend it enough watch the series it's the it is one of the best pieces of writing that i have seen in a tv show bar none in years so, just watch it. Even if you don't really like animated stuff too much, I think you'll probably still end up enjoying this. Um... But, ah, it's so good. So good. I can't. I, it annoys me now because season two won't come out for probably another, like, eight or nine months.
1: Wait, better than the live action Cowboy Bebop?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that not getting cancelled after the first season. Yeah. Seeing all that.
1: Anyway, yes, Batman. So it was my choice this week, um, and I chose the first of the Dark Knight trilogy series, Batman Begins. Uh, and, yeah, I hadn't seen it in many years, but all I remember is that it has Thomas Shelby and Liam
0: Neeson in it. As the Scarecrow. I, it took yeah. me, a, and I said this when we watched the movie, but it took me a while to realize when I started watching Peaky Blinders that that was the same actor. Right because the guy that plays Thomas Shelby in Peaky Blinders is the same guy that plays Scarecrow in the Bat in the Dark Knight Batman movies um yeah
1: but Uh, but no Scarecrow very interesting character um using nerve gas to make people see hallucinogens well hallucinate into seeing what they fear the most yeah um there's a lot of plot holes in the story, which we've discussed already, yeah, um, off podcast, but generally, pretty good film, and also, maybe even more importantly, you have to watch it before you watch the second one in the series, which is a true masterpiece, which one I'm sure we'll be watching at some point.
0: We will, yeah, Dark Knight was just, it's one of those movies that kind of, they, they just... It was it was like a, a must-see movie they, they lost some things I think you know? so in the first movie the one that we actually watched for this movie night the city felt a lot more comic booky right like it felt like like Gotham the way the shots they had of Gotham the way it it looked you know in the especially with the fog with the monorail and everything like that it it felt much more like the the fictional city Gotham. Whereas in the second movie, it kind of just felt like, well, this is just Chicago.
1: I would say, in the first movie, it looked like every street had a mugger on it waiting to stab you. Yeah. In the second film, I think you're right, it looked like an everyday city. It looked like, you know, you walk out onto the street and that's what you see. Um, And the third one looked like a comic book city where there are tanks rolling around on the street and people in hot air balloons waving at you as you walk down the sidewalk <laughs> kind of shit Yeah. Um, so they went from very serious to realistic to comical so I think god if there's ever a fourth one it's going to be like, like a an fucking anime
0: well they've moved on now now they've got the Ben Affleck Batman which wait yeah Justice yeah. League they, they, well they've got a new Batman now uh, I haven't seen any of the... Uh, I've remember. seen the Batman versus Superman movie, but I've only seen it in Spanish. Um, oh no, really? I watched it on the way back from the Dominican I mean, Republic. It not that great because I don't really remember hearing much about it at the time. I remember it coming out. Yeah, I mean, was okay. It, it they changed a few things. Like Batman, they, Batman's a first of all, Batman's a cold blooded killer in that one. Like yeah, he just he he's Which straight kind up of his
1: whole thing. thing is not being a cold blooded killer. You know, yeah, exactly. He straight. He up kills a, a lot of people yeah. in the first. Dark on it, right? Batman Begins. Sorry, You killed a lot of people. How do you mean? Um, well, like, okay, the main villain, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't have to kill you. I'm just going to leave you in this train, which is going to crash, and you are going to
0: die. Even though yeah. I could save you. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a. I think we we talked about that a little bit after we watched it too. It's a, it's a loophole, you know. He didn't kill him; he just it's put him bullshit. in a position. There is a. Um, there's a line from Firefly actually that, um, uh, ironically, that I think applies to this. There's a scene between one of the main characters in that and one of the other uh, characters who's a bit of a con artist. Right. And he's uh, she. She's saying like you know you know I. I don't I didn't kill people or something like that and he's like he's like yeah you know I don't imagine there's too many that you do kill you just put them in a position to die easy and that's I think <laughs> that's the loophole he went with there he like he didn't kill him he just you oh, know what's making
1: you think of that Black Mirror episode which one the one where a guy can like he's a, a pickup artist and he can he's using technology to see through a guy's eyes to help him
0: Get that made. one? Oh yeah, 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 I remember that. Um, I liked that episode. I'll show you what happens. This, we definitely can't talk about that. <laughs> no, I yeah I think that the the ending to that was seriously fucked up. Oh yeah, I mean every Black Mirror episode is pretty
1: really fucked up. Apart from the one where they were just like playing street fighter and fucking each other. Like, that was very really fucked up, it's <laughs> <fucked up also. laughs>
0: I don't remember, remember that episode. No, I don't. Oh I my god. I, I kind of dropped Black Mirror after a while. Like, the first season or two... We're not talking about Black Mirror. But the first the first season or two I thought were really good. And then then after, like, season three and four, they started, like, trying to have a moral to the story. I mean, I think they, they, they always kind of have a they, they, lesson. They did, but it was more subtle. Like, the one that we're talking about, um, like, it shows that... So a, you know, pick that, was up, a deep episode. that that one like you know, there's a lot of fucked up things that happened in that episode. A yeah. lot of fucked up things. Um. I remember the whole like uh, that. Remember the whole thing with them people blocking each other with the yeah. like the eyes. I thought that was so fucked up. Also, who would do that? Do you think like people would get murdered all the time? Like, can you imagine being in a heated argument with somebody in person? And they block you, so suddenly you know you, you. just most people would just fly into a rage and beat the shit out of the person that just did that. <laughs> like if you're already in a heated argument, tempers are already running high, and then you block someone, like so they you you just basically go sticking your fingers <laughs> in your ears, going na 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 na. like a puts up the middle finger and just like. It's like, is it going to blur out the punches that are going to be landing in that person's face? <laughs> uh, it's going to be like some games to
1: change to their words to be really, really nice. Like,
0: I'm have a really nice day.
1: That episode,
0: that that episode, by the way, is because of that, that particular thing with the blocking and the fact that people don't get their asses kicked when they block someone, yeah. that is something that could only happen in the UK. Because the, the fucking British are the only people polite enough not to kick the shit out of somebody when they did that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> honestly <laughs> and, um, so so yeah a lot of the episodes whenever I went in to watch the Black Mirror episode I needed to be high energy and ready to be mo- like my mind just beaten into a pulp by like depressing shit, shit. <laughs> because you have to go with that because some of them really do yeah um, the I just I want to talk about Street Fighter because it was fucking fun, fun. it was like okay. all of the other ones are like <laughs> someone Basically dies in all of them. At least one person. Quite a, few,
0: quite a few. Dies or their life is ruined in some way or something yeah. like
1: that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. A lot of terrible, terrible, terrible things. In uh, this, it's like, oh, a new game has come out. And it's like uh, VR. So you, you kind of sink in with the game. And suddenly you, you become the character, right? And you've got all these, like, crazy kung fu moves and shit. Cause it's like a tech end game. And so this, this dude and his best friend are playing the game and it's it's, it's like, like it's Xiao Yu from Tekken versus you know Ken or whatever and they finally one person wins and then they're waiting for the game to to like alright queue up the next round the dude's like oh it's weird I can just we can just do weird stuff and so they do weird stuff Yep. these two dudes just sit on the couch with wives and they're just like and and then it becomes like wow that was that was a lot of fun and then they do it again and then you get, get this rhythm of doing it
0: and like it's just so whoa. that is so um this reminded me of a new st- also do you remember when this segment was talking about batman um <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's you know how uh facebook renamed itself meta
1: uh, I think it's the company that owns Facebook, I don't think it's Facebook. They
0: itself. they they invented a new yeah. company called Meta and then it owns basically it's just a way mm. for them to dodge complaints against Facebook. But they um, one of the new things they're launching is is VR for Facebook and like putting it on and Why
1: the fuck are you on VR for Facebook?
0: I don't know. But I was re- <laughs> Raymond sent me an article. Apparently there's an issue where like some beta tester for it was complaining that people were running up and groping her uh, wait, wait,
1: wait. A tester that was a beta
0: or a beta tester? A beta tester <laughs> who was playing the game and was complaining that random people would just grope her while she was using the thing Like in, in VR so nothing's oh, actually happening Oh I saw something about this
1: yeah. when, I was, when I saw this I can't remember what was, the moment I saw this I was like these people haven't played VR chat
0: Yeah no way I, I don't <laughs> know if you re- remember that there was like this puzzle solving game that you, me, Mass, and Scott played uh, for a while and it had VR oh, yeah. support. And one of the first things I did was run up behind Scott and grope him.
1: Mm.
0: Like what it, like one of the first things that, to be like, fair
1: though, you're just like a floating mannequin body and a floating
0: mannequin head with no features and But hands. Yeah, um, I guess so. But the, uh, or the, like the Star Trek uh, bridge simulator, Juan Raymond and I mm. played that. And one of the first things we figured out we could do is flip p- each other off. You can only stick yeah. up your index finger, but that immediately became flipping people off. Yeah. Like, you can't. People who expect someone to go online and be in a video game or a VR setting or some sort of an yeah. anonymous setting like that and not immediately act like a dick, have not spent any time on the internet at all. Yeah. It's, and it's one Until of the- Until there are literal internet police, no. that will always be this shit. Yeah, and why would you ever want that? Like, no one is yeah. actually being hurt. And plus, Facebook, well, I mean, pointed, can, Facebook yeah. pointed out to this person that there is a button you can put on to put a bubble around you, so people can't come near you if you don't want them to. Oh. And she just didn't press the button.
1: if well, she didn't know about it then.
0: Yeah, it could have just been somebody that didn't know the feature was there. So you never really want to report that you didn't really know what you were doing when you were playtesting it. Yeah. Well, and there's also the fact that she reported it to a news outlet instead of reporting yeah. it to well, Facebook. Well, she got fired, because I'm well, sure there was an NDA for that. Yeah, who knows. Anyway, back to Batman. Yes. We, we, we <laughs> went from Batman... To Firefly, to Black Mirror, to people getting groped on Facebook.
1: To Firefly, that was Firefly.
0: The quote, the about putting people in a position to die easy. That's too long. eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the, the you know I think most people know the plot to this movie. It opens up with Batman fighting Qui Gon Jinn on the ice, and. Um, then they that's like turns out that's like a flash forward to the middle of the movie then it goes back to the beginning where uh like bruce wayne you know him and he sees his parents die because you know he fell down a well and he saw some bats and it scared him and then they went and they saw a play and that kind of reminded him of bats so he got scared and they left the theater his parents get shot sorry
1: which by the way bats really fucking bad rep in the media Mm. have you seen like any of these youtube channels where it's like fruit bats in australia
0: they're fucking adorable bats are actually kind of cute they are so so cute they make cutest little noises as well yeah Um, there was a bat that got yeah i just feel bad they got such bad rep in third grade there was a bat that got into our classroom and was flying around and Mm teachers all told us to get out of there so they could get the bat out and i was like oh it's so cute though what's it gonna do bite you that's what they were afraid they were afraid it might have been a rabbit or something like that mm. you know it's a bunch of you know kids and the teachers don't want to be liable if you know the kids I on get... this was a bat flying around in the middle of the day it had somehow gotten trapped something scared it or spooked it and it got trapped in the building and couldn't get out mm. But yeah, that that was the other thing that was worrying, was it was a bat flying around in the middle of the day, so there might have been, like, something wrong with it, disease or something. Uh, But anyway, yeah, so that happens. Bruce Wayne's parents die. Everyone knows Batman's backstory. Um, Fast forward to when he's a 20-something, he's home from college. The guy that shot his parents is on trial. Um, He goes to see see the trial, and he was going to speak and say something bad about the guy and he didn't because he was planning to shoot the guy as he came out of the the courtroom but as he came out of the courtroom a gangland hit shot him like just some guy who was hired by the mob kills him and then he's being driven home by his best friend you know Rachel who is like you know oh you're better than all this and he's like no I'm not I'm just so sad because I couldn't kill him and then she slaps the shit out of him and says something. Yeah. She actually, I think, hold on, I, I wrote I wrote something in my notes about this. This was before he went off, isn't it? This is before he had any of the training. Yeah, this is before he had any of the training.
1: Yeah, he's been um, a white bitch. Yeah, and... I, Which I, I guess I, this is on purpose, because there's going to be story progression of him developing his character, and they did that.
0: It is, and what I wrote in my notes on that scene was hilariously naive woman. Like... I just, I thought that was a very naive uh, stance to have. Um, Because she's of the opinion that, like, just that any sort of justice is ever going to be served when there's that level of corruption. Um, I I think that she should have been, well, not that she should have been, but I at least was a lot more empathetic towards his point of view. I mean, think about it. Your parents are killed by this guy in the street for no other reason than uh you know th- and they were giving him the money they were giving him the necklace and he just freaked out and shot them both mm. and then he's going to be you know let out of prison just because he you know gave up some other criminals like i get how it makes sense from a prosecution standpoint but it doesn't make sense from a justice standpoint um at least not in my opinion and so i could, i can mm-hmm. i wouldn't do it i would never endorse doing something like that but i can empathize with bruce wayne's position that well, if the justice system isn't going to do anything about this guy, he will. And it's I think... It's the whole...
1: If it can save ten lives instead of two, that's, that's kind of the, the end result you have to look at, really. Maybe. And catch him when he does something else to do put
0: him for life on double the charges. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like he'd just get out again. But... Um, mm.
1: Well, if you have even more info about even bigger crime boss, great. Yeah.
0: True, but again, and then the, then Batman is fucking stupid. And he's
1: not Batman, but yeah, you know
0: I mean. yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he walked. Well, first of all, she she kind of like uh, Rachel taunts him by bringing him down to like this restaurant. That's you know, it's where all the big gang people hang out, and it's like you know, you you want to go see you know, the guy that that's responsible for it. There he is. We all know where he is, but we can't do anything about him. And so he just walks out, goes right in there, like calls her bluff, talks to the uh, big mafia boss, the big mafia boss calls him a bitch, says, hey, you should be thanking me. I shot the guy for you. And then he's like, and "He's like, there's a council member over there, there's a police member over there, and I wouldn't think twice about shooting you in the head right here. Um, and then that, that kind of message kind of gets through to him that Bruce is his affluence his nice life he thinks he has nothing to lose but really he's got tons to lose and i think the line that the mafia guy uses is people from your world have everything to lose or something like that because he's like you haven't thought about your friend that works in the da's office you haven't thought about your butler you haven't thought about you know this and that and uh, that's when bruce decides all right you know what i am gonna go find out about this and he runs off to become a criminal in all corners of the world Mm. And this is something that I So he he gets arrested for stealing from a factory, like he's working from some gang in Southeast Asia or something like that and you know, the the yeah, wasn't th- stealing from a factory. They were stealing from a truck or something like. That. They were stealing something. He he was working in the factory and they were I think making illegal substances. No. They? nope, they were stealing. They were stealing stuff from a a warehouse or from a truck. And this is a very particular point because the cops are like uh, he's like, you know, you're just petty thieves or something like that. And then Bruce says, I'm not stealing anything. And then they show that the boxes they were stealing say Wayne Enterprises on them. And you're supposed to draw the conclusion that because it's his company, he's not stealing those boxes. But the thing is
1: I mean you are still because you're not hundred percent shareholder.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's not hundred percent shareholder. Um, he's not thinking about the you know oh, the yeah, low, it time. It was a little bit but, but that that is what happens there. Okay. Um, and then they're they're not thinking about the fact that like, you know, whatever guy that runs that warehouse the manager there he could get fired because those people got in the company might decide to move the warehouse to a more secure location in a different country because oh this place keeps getting robbed and stuff like that yeah it's like yeah you're you're still even if it's your own shit you're harming a lot of people by stealing that shit but this is supposed to be a very simple moral lesson it's like oh look he's still a good person because he's only taking from his own company it's like okay so you you fuck There's over your own... From his own family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, so the drug addict that takes his mom's diamonds. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's totally justified in doing that. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so he... He goes through all this and eventually gets uh, sent to prison where he gets the shit kicked out of him and he fights off the other prisoners and basically I he's... He doesn't get the shit kicked out of him. No, no touch to come through out What, well, he... He also... No, he, he does get... Punched a bunch, but they do drag him off, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not saving you from them; we're saving them from you, because." Yeah,
1: well, I think they, 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 they never actually explain where like, he of his combat for Because he fought like, six like, dudes, like, dudes at once, and he's just a like, spoiled rich kid at yeah. this point.
0: Well, I think at this point it's implied that he's been out and like living rough for a year or two now. So there was so many
1: people out there I was gonna say hobos, you know what I mean But like, they're yeah. not all fucking judo masters
0: I don't think he was a judo master either At, at this point it was like, just street fighting Like, he, he had no training He was just a brawler he, he gets the kung fu stuff later
1: I know, but like, again The people he was fighting Probably been on the street their whole fucking lives And there were six of them And there was one of him.
0: Yeah I, he, he does have a little bit... It, I mean, it's a superhero movie. He does have a little bit of the fighting prod... Uh, prodigy going on there, but... I think that it was tenuously... Again, like, just like with him stealing from the factory, I think it's one of those things you're not supposed to dig too deeply into. It's one mm. of those... It's it's just a narrative element. If you If you think about it too much, it doesn't make sense. I can see... Yeah. Anyway, this is where he gets approached in the He gets put in solitary and he gets approached by um, Razal Ghoul. Yeah. He's, He's like, they've, they've taken, taken my daughter! What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that from something? Oh. Oh, right, yeah, because it's Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, in my notes I just kept calling him Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah. No, not Obi uh, Wan. Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he, uh, he gives him an offer to climb a mountain and steal a flower, and then he'll train him to be awesome.
1: That wasn't even awesome, by the way.
0: Yeah, he actually has to climb a mountain, find a blue flower, bring it to them in this mountain temple, and then he teaches him to be a ninja. He, literally. <laughs> it's, it's just, just such,
1: such a, a dumb sentence, though. I'm so. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's what happened. But it's, yeah. So he, he teaches, teaches him to be a ninja.
0: It is uh, exactly what happened. Um uh, yeah. Anyway, so he gets trained to be a ninja and taught all this cool stuff and this moralizing about using fear against your enemies and so on and so on. And then they do the Assassin's Creed ceremony. Yeah, where it's like, you must kill this criminal. And then they're like, we will now cut off your finger because for some reason all the assassins do that in games and films. Did they cut off his finger? Did they not? No. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they did. I don't think they did. He still has full hands. Full <laughs> hands? What? <laughs> what am I thinking no, about? I am like saying, saying recently that they did that. that. Maybe, Maybe I'm just thinking of John Wick. Yeah, you might be- that doesn't happen in the movie. Did they burn his finger or something? I'm, I'm sure, sure that there was, was some kind of- They, they, they have the, the rod. rod. The ceremony is- They have they, a burning they, The ceremony is they do the the fear juice into the thing and have him walk the gauntlet of ninjas. Yeah, yeah but they they have they, like, like a, a brand. Not for him. I'm sure they did. They are. don't go back and watch. They don't. Um, so they then his his rite of passage is he has to kill a criminal, and this is where he refuses, and he has to fight off all the other ninjas. The monastery blows up, and then he makes his way back to the states.
1: Again, Batman never kills anyone <laughs> unless they're ninjas.
0: <laughs> unless they're nin- ninjas, don't count. They're just shadows. Explosives.
1: Because he's not the one actively killing the person, he just sets the explosive off that kills them all, and the fire. It's like, I don't kill
0: people, dynamite kills people. Mm. But I saved this one person, so it's
1: alright, and you, definitely
0: won't come back to haunt me. Did you watch the um, uh, College Humor Badman series? Yes. Uh, I saw some of them anyway.
1: Whereas,
0: like, there's one where he like the bane one, uh, the one I'm thinking of is the one where he's got the penguin like in a f- in a ice locker or something like that, and he just he's killing people, and he doesn't realize it.
1: He like <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he throws a <laughs>
0: batarang into a guy's face, and he's and they're just, they're just like what what happened to not killing people, and he's like <laughs> it's like I didn't kill him, he's he's just asleep, he's resting.
1: <laughs> I oh got another I, I just get all these things popping up I think it's Instagram or was like um, someone was doing a meme where it was like oh yeah all those times in Arkham Asylum where I threw those sharp batarangs at people's faces and knocked them out <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh, anyways so here's um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie which is where he's walking down the airstrip and there's Alfred with the private jet and uh they you know greets him again you know they're they're they have a little heart to heart and then um it's like you know it's going to be interesting bringing you back from the dead and uh they you know they wanted to take the company public and do all this stuff while you were gone and it's like and um Bruce is like oh it's a good thing I left everything to you then and um yeah. Alfred's like yep hey, you can uh borrow the rules if you like sir <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> just just oh. make sure you bring it back with a full tank of gas yeah and then we get morgan freeman yep uh morgan freeman uh playing uh when i first met batman something something fox um lucius fox lucius fox wow i'm surprised you remember that so wayne comes back and he starts off strong by flirting with the current CEO's secretary and then jumping in on a board meeting and um then he's just i just want to you know be a part of the company that my 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 parents started and he wants to go to applied L- R and D or something like that which is a nothing department that lucius fox runs and that's morgan freeman no. um and this is where batman gets all his equipment from and there's a lot of fun scenes where he's slowly becoming a vigilante and he's every time he fucks up he goes back to lucius fox and it's like you know what i yeah i want this yeah making
1: it very obvious what is going on to lucius fox like i get that he's god yeah but at the same time you don't have to be that fucking obvious
0: <laughs> well i think in very quickly um fox realizes what's going on um yeah. and like he just the,
1: the very first time he asks for something he's like why would you need this yeah sure
0: okay and, yeah he's like when he asks for the cape he's like you know what do you need this was that base jumping yeah um, I got a lot of cats. Yeah, one of the things that I think uh, Bruce says in that scene, it's um, it's like, listen, if you're uncomfortable about any of this, and Lucius is just like, the way I see it, Mister Wayne, all of this stuff is yours anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just they have a good dynamic. This is Batman building up. It's where he first gets in contact with Gordon. I'm glad Um,
1: there's like no requirement for signing off from anyone else. When you're just handing out a tank
0: to an, an individual, that is interesting. Yeah, I am uh, sure he does the, the proper permits and yeah, it's probably road legal.
1: Even though, uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: but yeah. So they're, they're, again, one of those things you're probably not supposed to think about Wait, too hard. Road legal? <laughs> it's twice the size of the road. <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch that. <laughs> oh my god. anyway so there's all the the like there's a montage of stuff happening where he Mm. um he gets back in contact with uh like well not gets back in contact he contacts gordon um commissioner gordon and it's it's like oh i hear you're like one of the only honest cops out there and he he basically
1: (laughs) forces him in contact
0: by uh threatening his his life well threatening his life with a stapler yeah. He, he put a stapler to the back of the guy's head so we think- That's still not cool. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it's- Which is when he realized he needed a- the base jumping cape because he, uh, he fell off a- like a, uh, escape ladder. Uh, fire escape. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um.
1: Oh, and he also yeah, gets gets so back in contact- Oh, we right, are, we just are.
0: Keep going. Uh, he gets in contact with <laughs> Rachel, um, who catches him swimming in a fountain with two, like, supermodels. He doesn't floor. swim in the
1: fountain, He's just uh, he's just fucking stupid.
0: But he—it's part of his cover. Like that's right after Alfred points out. Alfred points out that um, you know people are wondering why this billionaire has no social life. You know they're gonna wonder you know who this new guy is right after you came back and and he's like, well, what a what do billionaires usually do? He's like, I don't know, drive expensive cars, buy things that aren't for sale, date supermodels.
1: I think my least favorite part of this of the whole film. Is any part that had the car in it? Honestly, I, I fucking hate, hate that car. The
0: Batmobile car. Yeah,
1: it looks cool. Don't get me wrong, but everything they did with it was stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I won't deny that.
1: Uh, but also, for a, a for a, a very peace-loving, pacifist motherfucker, and yet we find out that his car has literally got rockets loaded into it, ready.
0: Oh yeah, but they're just. They're, they're, the rockets only kill things. Rockets don't kill people.
1: Yeah, they just break cement blocks, which cause trains crash, which kills a person.
0: Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> so to wrap up the movie, um, you get to the end and it turns out that Gotham is slated for destruction because... The Diamond see scene actually does. Didn't we just talk about that? The, this yeah. is the one with the supermodels, right? No, the the, the party at his manor. Oh right. So I feel like you enjoyed
1: that scene. I did. I, I, yeah. I imagine.
0: So he he's there's a big party, a big party being thrown at his mansion, and this is when he's first approached by Razal Ghul in, um. In Gotham, and it's kind of revealed that a he didn't die when the monastery blew up, and b he needs to destroy Gotham because you know they, they're like whenever a civilization becomes too decadent or a city becomes too decadent it must be you know wiped out and begun again and he names a bunch of other cities in history that went down you know mm. rome carthage like all these other different places and um like the templars in assassin creed <laughs> basically yeah the templars were assassins. they're ninjas um yeah and bruce Uh, decides he needs to get everyone else out of there because you know he realizes that they're all in danger and he does it in the greatest way possible
1: i find it super fucking cringy
0: it is wicked cringy but i still enjoy watching it he just walks around pretending to be fucking wasted and a spoiled brat just like thank you all for coming here and drinking my booze and you know pretending to like me and stuff like that and And essentially just is such an obnoxious asshole that everyone is just offended and leaves the party. Mm. Um, I think he actually kicks him out too, like technically. Yeah, he says, everyone go and go there. Yeah, get the fuck out of my house. And uh, that was all, and then the the mansion, you know, burns down because of the, the fight that happens in there and everything. Because of ninjas. Because of ninjas. Uh, and then he fights off the ninja... Oh, no. Sorry, there's also the thing with Arkham.
1: I'm and missing the whole Scarecrow, scarecrow. plot, but it doesn't matter. We're way in time. Yeah, so let's, let's
0: finish it up. <laughs> scarecrow, scarecrow scares some people. He has fear gas. The fear gas is going to be ignited, and that's how they're going to finish off Gotham City, because everyone's going to get really afraid and then beat the shit out of each other and kill each other. The whole city will collapse. That's the plan. Um, Bruce manages to... Works. It does work, but only on, like, one particular little island. Yeah, and they isolate... 6th of Gotham. Yeah, so they isolate that and then contain it. And they use the fear gas antitoxin to allow some people to go in and restore order. And then Bruce Wayne doesn't kill Ra's al Ghul by allowing his train to crash into a thing and blow up. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, fucking tons of civilians would have done Probably most of that city's segment... Would
0: be dead. But he no. didn't kill him.
1: Fear <laughs> killed him. Remember. <laughs> all the trials but he's in after The only thing all sudden, we have I'm to like, fear
2: is I fear itself.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, God. Okay, yeah, we uh, are way over, but we had a lot to talk yeah. about. I needed to gush over Arcane and Batman, Batman, Batman. Alright, it is Christmas time, so it is time for the Christmas segment. So. Yeah. Look forward to that. Uh, but until then, this is the end of segment two of the Team CJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on seven three. Our wild card, which this week is our Christmas quiz. And Blue had been standing is it up.
1: Kansas? Is it Christmas? I don't know. Th-
0: Blue had been standing up for the entirety of the time since we ended the last segment. And I didn't know why until right now. That is an amazing hat. It is, isn't it? Oh my god. Ah, I am yes. the Christmas wizard. <laughs> you are now the Christmas quizzer. I have slain Rudolph.
1: Actually, it's not Rudolph, he's got black nose. And now I
0: wear him. I am Christmas Shaman. Uh, yes. Oh, yes, Christmas Shaman. What quiz? And what Christmas knowledge. Shaman comes with a quiz for you. What knowledge will you test for me today? With
1: my jingly bears. Woo! Sorry, people listening to this are not going to understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, you
0: just he blue is sitting there with wearing a pair of aviators and a giant disembodied reindeer head with little jester bells hanging off of the antlers. Mhm. It looks cute, by the way, not horrendously gory. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's it's, just, it's like a little reindeer <laughs> plushy hat. Uh yeah, I got ears as well. Yep. Ooh. Are you wearing your headphones uh, yes. over that or
1: under that? Uh, they're behind it. <laughs> God, okay. Well, uh, but yes, questions 15 for this Christmas quiz, as there always are, traditionally. <coughs> Kaiser, I am getting the stopwatch. Uh, do you remember how much I normally give you? It's like a minute, right? Uh, I
0: think it was, yeah, it was It was a minute and a half. A minute and a half? No, fuck off, you're not getting a minute and a half. Okay, fine, a minute.
1: Uh you're normally answer like the first ten seconds anyway. Alright. A minute is on the clock. For all those at home, I think there aren't any specific to Kaiser questions in this one as far as I recall. So good luck and as usual I hope you be Kaiser Play Uh yes. So <coughs> Question number one. Are you ready? I'm ready. What does the word advent come from in the original Latin? what does it mean
0: advent is well i mean advent's like the beginning of something um like advent is like it's it's the coming of something new or something important i i can't remember if it's it's actually specific to religion or but i know that that that's what it means in context is it like advent as a word means that. Am I right? I need a final answer. You got twenty five seconds. I mean, that that's that that is my final answer. Like the the okay. coming of something, the beginning of something, the initiation. I'll give you a half point for advent. In fact, means coming toward. Coming toward. Okay. Hmm. So coming toward. That was. That. that was one of those ones that I. I know what the word means in context but I'd never actually seen the definition. Well, yeah, everyone knows what an advent calendar is. But <laughs> well, I was thinking of other... I've heard it used in a lot of other places. <coughs> I see. So, okay, yeah. question number two. You didn't have a drink, one
1: because you're half a Yeah, well, half drink. So I took a yeah. sip. How many days are in the song X days of Christmas?
0: Huh. This
1: is an easy question. Kids know this one. Kids will
0: know a lot of these. I you know, honestly, it's been so long since I've sang that song. Um Twelve. Mm.
1: Is that your final answer? Yeah. Correct.
0: Twelve
1: days of Christmas. Don't know why.
0: Maybe it, it's just because the song was
1: getting too long and they had to cut it short.
0: It it honestly threw me at first because I <laughs> We just you just said advent. Advent calendar. I was like twenty mm. five? No, that's not right. And suddenly, I imagine how long
1: the song would be—twenty-five days. I
0: I, I remember, like, I don't remember the song being Uh, that long. It can't be.
1: I mean, to be fair, it's pretty hard to make thirteen sound goodness. (laughs) True.
0: It's not a very uh, lucky number.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay, question number three. Hmm. What color was Santa's original coat?
0: Oh, this is tricky. There are two potential answers. So Santa was, and I, I you probably have this this question later, but he was—he's based on like German folklore. Mm-hmm. Um Saint Nick. I'm going to say—I want to say it was like, kind of like an ash gray kind of color. Let's
1: say a final answer.
0: It's—it's it's either that or white and gold, um, but I, I'll go with my first instinct and say gray. Okay, the original depiction of Santa Claus was a tan coat. Yeah, I was closer with white and gold because that. Or occasionally green. Green. Uh, it wasn't until Coca-Cola came
1: along yeah. and they made his coat red, and everyone thought it was red. All right. So, <coughs> not
0: even partial um, on that one.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I think you got half of the answers correct exactly so far. Yeah. Out of three, <laughs> mm. uh, right. Now for a question for 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 your religious knowledge,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what animals were present at the birth of Christ?
0: Oh crap! I should know this. Um. <coughs> See, when I looked this up, I thought there was another one, but
1: I I was
0: wrong. Well, they they were in a they're in a manger, so I know. I want to say there were. Yes, well then, you've got the manger there. Yeah, 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 (laughs) there there were either donkeys or mules, there were sheep, um, goats, and pigs. I don't remember if there were horses. There may have been camels. I think there were camels, too. Um, is is there any certain number of these? Is there a threshold? Do I have to get all of them? There are two. There there are only two? There are only two. What? Yep. Yep. Four so seconds. The, the nativity scene we had when I was growing up had Ninja a lot more animals. animals. Full seconds. Pigs and <coughs> mules. Okay. So when I looked at this question, I was like, I
1: was certain there were sheep. So was because, I? Because I mean, it was the shepherds. Yeah. Um, but apparently there was a donkey. Okay. Classically the little donkey
0: song. Yeah. Can't it And an ox. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> and I said mule, which is. <laughs> Only half donkey. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, he'll... he did say donkey or a mule so I'm, <coughs> I'm happy with that.
1: Sorry, fuck me. Um, it's Christmas. I'll give you a half point of getting donkey. Ah, uh, the generosity, the Christmas mm. spirit, indeed.
0: I never <laughs> then just started lifting off farm animals. I'm like, what? Well, the thing oh, this is, is just, this is just an old McDonald version of this. <laughs> we we had a we had a, a really nice like wooden nativity set when I was growing up. And mm. I'm 90% sure there were more animals than that. Like, there were well, sheep and other things.
1: You probably, probably got the, the camels, camels because, the,
0: because
1: the wise men rode in on the camels, didn't they?
0: They did, yeah. Some.
1: But that's
0: they true. I'm thinking of the guests that showed up later. Also, yeah, the after party. <laughs> um,
1: if I get any of these questions wrong, because... I mean, as, as solid as the, the lore of... For the Christmas and Christmas is, it's, it, it, the internet has its own opinions on things. Um, oh, yeah. but, but yes, yeah, this is, this is what I have found when I was doing Yeah, own these, village. these
0: aren't like super historically accurate, well-researched things. This is a fun quiz yeah. game that a lot of the time... And it's not
1: like someone accidentally actually kill themselves by not knowing that a donkey and an ox were there at the manger, but you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm not I'm trying, trying to offend thing. if I, uh, if I do uh, right, question number five. Roughly, how long do Christmas trees take to grow?
0: Yeah, huh. it's a good question.
1: Hmm, I don't know how long a normal tree would grow takes to grow. But, well, uh, they I don't, don't
0: need to get as big as normal trees, so you no. can grow them in a much shorter period of time. I'm gonna say. I'm caught between two answers I'm gonna say four years
1: is final answer yep something like. how long do Christmas tree trees take to grow between six and ten years I lowballed it yeah and that was quite a big bracket as well
0: yeah there was a um there was a Christmas tree farm near where I grew up um mm. Like, they, they did other things than that, but they had fields where they just grew Christmas trees. And, um. I was trying to think back, like, how, how often I saw it, the fields rotate, but. <laughs> I got it wrong.
1: Uh, okay. Question number six. A sciencey one. Very out of key for Christmas. If you were to melt an inch of snow, approximately what fraction would you have in water?
0: I, I'm assuming you want the, the measurement in volume? Uh, I would like, like a, f- a fraction of the, uh, yes. Well, so I think you'd probably and See, I don't know whether it'd give you in ounces or milliliters or... Uh, so if one inch by inch cube
1: is 100%, percent, then when it's melted,
0: how much of it will it? okay, be okay, okay gotcha gotcha um probably yeah, 15 seconds they, the snow isn't very dense i'm gonna say 1 16th
1: okay i a clock one tenth approximately okay. so i would give I, it to you because i was expecting you to go away over. <laughs> but now, all right it's a uh, tiny tiny they they
0: Yeah. Yeah, snow isn't very, very dense just because Mm. it's in a a crystalline format. Water actually, just fun little scientific factoid here. Um, so you said you actually, you were giving me that one. Um, fun little scientific factoid. Uh, one of, water is one of the only, uh, liquids out there that when it freezes, it actually becomes less dense and lighter than when it, uh, than when it's a liquid. So most of the time when things become a solid, they, they become denser and they Mm. sink through the liquid. Um, and it was pointed out that it's one of the the reasons that water supports aquatic life so well because otherwise uh, you know It would just freeze and then sink and then that would co- be cold on the bottom and freeze and sink and eventually the whole ocean would just freeze Because mm. it would just keep freezing and sinking. Um, so the fact that ice floats is one of the reasons that water Supports life as well as it does in terms of like pe- things living in the water
1: Yeah Okay, question number seven. <clears throat> oh god, this one. Okay. <clears throat> what causes Rudolph to have a red nose, and what function does it serve? What? There's the lore behind this? Aside from helping to guide Santa's sleigh. Because that's,
0: that's too obvious. Up. Rudolph? A cold hard scientific fact. Oh god. Um. I didn't know there were scientific facts around this, but if I were to design a red-nosed reindeer, like think of the biological things that could cause it, it'd have to be Mm -hmm. some kind of like bioluminescent chemical reaction, like what you get with fireflies, um, or with electric eels, honestly, um, or those, those ugly-ass fish that have the little thing that dangle in front of their head that glow, that live way Uh, down there, yeah, anglerfish, um,
2: I, I don't. So. Rudolph is luring other small creatures to him so he can massacre <laughs> them. Yes.
0: I don't actually know what kind of uh, chemical. Ra- I'm not a chemistry person. Uh, hey, I'm just phosphorus. Okay, I'm gonna say I think phosphorus is involved. Well, it turns out actually, reindeer in reason, general and more capillaries in their noses
1: about well, 25% more than the humans. Helps blood circulates to their nose and their brain, keeping them warm obviously while while they're in flight <clears throat> and it is therefore fair to assume that Rudolph has a higher percentile of capillaries in his nose which makes it red.
0: I was going for actually having it glow. I was not... I was th- trying to think of a chemical reaction that would actually make his nose glow. <laughs>
1: uh, I did not mention glowing in the question, so, Yeah, I just so assumed... Please. If you got that right, I would've been fucking amazed. But I have given you a lot of these ones. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and you did give me the uh, snow density one. Mm.
1: Also, so it's just, just interesting that
0: reindeers have more capillaries. Yeah, more noses. But I mean, it 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 does makes it fascinating the way that species are adapted to live in extremely cold climates, like the way mm. uh, polar bear fur works. Um, and then there's you know, everybody's. Favorite cute animal video, the chonky seals.
1: The chonky seals. Welcome boys. Uh right, question number eight. What is the name of the town and how the Grinch stole Christmas?
0: Whoville. Yay, right away. Knew that one right off the bat. Boom. I actually the moment you said the Grinch, I started like playing through the opening paragraphs of it in my head. All the movies down in What? Have you seen it much? The original really animated it all one the way I've months. seen we used to we watched that one all the time <coughs> when I was a kid for Christmas. Mm. Like I loved that movie. Um
1: well, like if because it also is another question later on, so keep your eye out. Uh question number nine Name five Christmas treats. Specifically Christmas related treats
0: figgy pudding one um i didn't even have on my list but this one okay uh let's see here christmas treats 40 seconds i don't like candy this is hard for me uh probably some kind of pie um i'm
1: gonna need to be more precise than that
0: i'm i'm gonna fail this one bad yeah i can't believe you're missing some fucking obvious ones candy canes
1: okay yeah that counts
0: um 15 seconds eggnog correct uh (sighs) mulled wine
1: correct eight seconds one more to go
0: uh some kind of cinnamon thing uh hot chocolate would that count no
1: because it's not a specific christmas thing
0: yeah you're right (coughs) time's up Four out of five. What? What were some of the ones you had on your Hell list? How the fuck did do you miss Christmas pudding? Because it's not a thing over here. What? Seriously? I, okay. Other things. I think gingerbread. You do, you do have puddings. At, yeah, gingerbread. That. That's one. Yeah, I should have thought of that one. Stalin from Germany. Did you say Stalin? Stalin. Yeah. Have no. you not had Stalin? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, panettone. I think that's Italian. Never had that. Uh, Christmas cake. Fair, but I I guess, yeah, cake. I, I was uh, kind of thinking that would be too generic. Mince pie. You always <laughs> got you I mince mean, pie, but i used mean, mince pie before it. Yep. Again, uh, more common in the UK, but also... I love meat pies. Anyway, go on.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, and the other ones I have on the list uh, were eggnog, mulled wine, uh, yeah, the other two you got, well, even on the list, I haven't even thought about it. Candy
0: Cane and, um... Figgy Pudding. What's the other one? Figgy Pudding. I've never had Figgy Pudding, I don't think. I don't know if I have either, but I, I know it's in Christmas songs, so it mm. kind of just... The homey says. I just hear the song. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. <clears throat> four out of
0: five. Uh, I'm gonna
1: give you a half point again, because you kind of got four uh-huh. and a half out of five very generous today
0: I know but you did get a decent amount it is the season of giving hmm
1: and question number 10 okay what is a
0: Christingle what the fuck is that <laughs> a Christingle a Christingle hmm
1: this is a religious I thing, mean
0: I'll give you that hint. it's a what it is religious based religiously based in Christianity I see I I can't stop thinking of the alternate name for Santa Claus which is Chris Kringle but mm-hmm. that's not this um, Chris Tingle I've never heard this before in my life so I'm going to take a wild guess I'm going to say it is some sort of like 15 seconds <laughs> I think this is one way you either know or you don't. It's a, it's a small like it's a small gift that you give to the needy or something like that. <coughs> Alright, time's up.
1: So a Chris Dingle and I only even thought about this question because I remember it doing it as a child and I've never seen it since then, but it is a thing. Um it's a an orange wrapped in a red ribbon which is decorated with dried fruit or sweets on skewers hmm. and then there's a candle on top of it.
0: That actually sounds really cool. I, I don't know how I've never heard of that. That's a really cool little... I like so, that. Perfect, sure, so the orange
1: is meant to symbolize the world. The candle gives the light, light in the dark, like the love of God.
2: Yeah. The,
1: the red, red ribbon, ribbon represents the blood of Jesus shed for us. Mm-hmm. The four sweet sticks represent the four points of the compass as well as the four seasons, and the sweets themselves, or fruits, uh, represent the fruits of
0: the earth. That's really cool. I, I okay, I learned yeah. something.
1: Uh, yeah, it's apparently it happens between I think they the, they said November and February, but not generally it happens. You'll you'll make one of these things, bring it to church on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm. that's really cool. Uh, I like that. Mm. And then obviously the kids love it because they get sweets afterwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's probably why I
0: remember it. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like the healthier kind of sweets, you know. You get the yeah. orange. It's a good thing for getting people into religion. <laughs> get the kids some citrus.
1: Yeah. all uh, right, Question number eleven. What were Christmas crackers originally called?
0: Describe Christmas Crackers. Uh Because I, I want to make sure I'm thinking of the right thing. The thing that you pull with another person and it makes a loud bang? Ah, uh, those things. Federal. Yeah, okay.
1: What the fuck do you, do you know, know what that is?
0: What that is? Uh, we don't... Hey, I know what those are, we don't call them that. Oh, what do you call them? Oh, uh, hey, we actually... I, no, They don't really get used in the US, at all. Um, I'll use the extra time for
1: this one, because... Alright, uh, what were they originally uh,
0: awesome. called? Yeah. Just in my head, I was like, I think I was thinking about it, and I just heard um, just like a generic army voice going, "Duck and cover." Um, (laughs) Okay. Twenty seconds. I'm gonna say that they were probably called um, I don't know party poppers. I have no idea.
1: Okay, so so in time. They were originally named Cossacks Well, that's spelled C-O-S-A-Q-U-E-S of the Cossack soldiers different spelling, they <laughs> would ride their horses and shoot their guns in the air. So I guess okay. it's the bang, or that
0: yeah? Yeah, for those who don't know, the the, the Cossacks were. Look, it's it's from like the region, like south of Russia, like down in the the Balkans kind of area. Mm. Um. Huh. Interesting. There you go. I had no idea. I'm yeah. I'm I'm happy with this quiz. I'm learning things.
1: <laughs> uh, question, question number 12,
0: 12. Why were, were penguins first
1: discovered?
0: Oh, that's a good question um, mm. By whom? Uh, I imagine they um, were discovered pretty quickly by the people native to the area that they're from uh, I'm not saying <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm getting just assume the British and I'm gonna say probably. Oh, it might be Iceland, but it might be New Zealand. <coughs> or it could be. Give and say nowhere near. Oh, really? I'm not. Okay. No. Fifteen seconds. Fuck. I'm gonna say um, South Africa. Okay, is that your final answer? That's my final answer. I shouldn't have given you that clue.
1: Why, am I right? Uh, so there were, um, I can't remember the exact name, uh, the exact group of people, but they they were sailing past the southern tip of South Africa. And they saw penguins. And they saw the penguins, the strange birds.
0: So I figured <coughs> yes. it was it was either going to be somewhere in the northern hemisphere and it was going to be like medieval explorers that found them. But then mm. I was thinking, wait, I don't think penguins are native to the northern hemisphere, at least not in Europe. And then I was like, okay, so it has to be somewhere in the south. That's what led me to New Zealand. And, but then yeah, South Africa. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'll take it.
1: Well, it wasn't in J- Japan or something because they would have been eating them. So.
0: <laughs> I also don't think that <coughs> they there are any penguins that far uh, to the to the north east. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, right. Question number 13. Man, we're flying through him today. We really are. In an article on Jezebel. Oh, God. What is the main problem? (laughs) What is the main problem with how the Grinch stole Christmas?
0: (sighs) Knowing that (laughs) website, it's probably that he got redeemed in the end. Um. Or maybe it's the fact that... Uh, let's see, hold on. Let me think about what happens in that movie. So he he steals all the presents, and then all the people kind of come together and get happy, and they realize that Christmas is about all being family and you know having a community, and he sees yeah. that and he realizes, I've done a horrible seconds. thing. I'm going to say, knowing what kind of mean-spirited... People write for things on that website. I'm going to say it was that he got redeemed in the end, and that everyone forgave him. Yeah, okay, something Uh
1: The article was about how uh, how rude and mean the people of Hoover were. To the Grinch. he was just an independent bachelor living with his dog up on the mountain. He didn't want to be disturbed. And uh, they were making up songs about how he's a mean one, and yeah, how much how, they, how much they hated him.
0: They didn't sing that song though. That was the narrator singing that song. Well, yeah. This
1: person's well, a on They were mean about Well, they didn't maybe they didn't say specifically who, but they said that the film was being overtly cruel to the Grinch
0: because he's um. a jackass. But I no, I you know he's he's a hermit out there. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Oh, yeah. God. All right, so... That doesn't count, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. gave that person way too much credit. Well, well no, you, you didn't give them, them enough credit. credit. You <laughs> thought they were going to be an asshole to the... To the Grinch, actually, yeah, that's true. They were being yeah. sympathetic to the Grinch and hated the Whovilles.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. Especially because he had, like, a tough upbringing or something, didn't
0: he? That's... Yeah. Something that's only in the live action movie. They, right. I in mean, the live action movie, they, how they the Grinch saw Christmas, not the cartoon, It's called else. I thought that they were both called "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Uh,
1: maybe. I thought that was just called "The Grinch."
0: Yeah, in the cartoon, he's just some random dude living up in the mountains. Um, the the, the live action one was the one where they felt like they needed to give him some kind right. of a tragic backstory, which was stupid. It was
1: specifically live action. I didn't. I wasn't aware, but. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next. Question number 14. In the Doctor Who episode, The Runaway Bride, featuring the first appearance of Donna Noble, yep. what was the basic plot, and how did the Doctor win?
0: Uh, let's see here. Basic plot was that Doctor had just flown away from some tragic event. Donna somehow magically gets teleported into the TARDIS. She goes cr- ballistic, like, what the fuck are you doing here? Because she got teleported out of her own wedding.
1: Remember, you have a limited time, so keep it brief.
0: The, he manages to get her back to the wedding. Uh, they have the, the reception without her. It all <coughs> kind of works out. There's this big spider evil lady who has dug a giant hole and is spawning all of her babies and donna noble the the guy that's marrying her is just marrying her to use her to breed these particles for the spider person so the spider person will take him into space the doctor gets really pissed and kills all the babies and they blow up the spaceship and then donna decides not to go with him
1: i gave you half point because
0: you missed some key points well i had a minute Uh, yeah, I know, but you spent a lot of
1: time on the, the wedding bit, which is kind of unimportant. Oh, I, um, that's what I remember about the episode. <laughs> a large ancient... Uh, this is what I wrote. A large ancient arachnid made a deal with Donna's co-worker so that it could hatch the eggs at the center of the Earth, uh, which is what the Earth formed around originally when the Earth was born. It formed around this, like, arachnid ship. Yeah. Uh, then this arachnid brought their own giant star-shaped spiderweb ship To fire on the earth which gets blown up by tanks by torchwood i did say that you did say that uh and the doctor wins air quotes by flooding the entire chamber with the river thames yeah and i said it kills the babies and drowning the new climbing up from the
0: center of the earth so i'm gonna give you a half a point i i just found that's a little
1: unfair but
0: i feel like yeah You've been more than generous so far. That's fine. We we Brilliant. found very different parts of that episode memorable. Like I don't know, it I always have her Okay. But. Donna was like a character that annoyed the crap out of me the first time I saw her. Mm. Um but she grew on me as a character significantly. Uh,
1: character development was on point.
0: Yeah, yeah. She was she ended up being a, like a really good good character in, in Doctor Who. Yeah. Alright, are we on the final
1: Time question? For the final question. It's going to be a tough one. I'm ready. What's the best gift you've ever received in
0: Christmas? Oh, ooh, God. There's no right answer to this one. Turns out I like your answer on Uh Well, if I have to give an answer that you like... <laughs> I don't know i like i don't i i've received we're we're, we're already over so, like i'll i'll give an answer i've already settled on the answer in my head i'm not going to change okay. that um so but i want to give some context before i say it out loud so I, I'm, I'm asking to pause the time limit because it is the final oh, really question. we got some time um time question basically i like i'm I'm probably one of the worst people to get a present for because in general i don't really i don't really want anything right like yeah i i'm i'm very awkward when i receive a compliment i'm very awkward when i receive a gift because i don't know it's not something i'm expecting it's not something that i i necessarily am like looking forward to or anything like that like i i'm glad that people want to you know get me a christmas present or something like that but mm-hmm. It I almost, think what, what you're trying to say is it's not the physical so much as the, uh... The, the, the emotional thing, it's like, oh, yeah. I, I'm much more, um... Christmas, for me, as much as it sounds like a cliche, is much more about, like, I like going home, spending time with family, seeing friends, mm. um, you know, taking a break from everything. Or uh, well, not, because COVID is ravaging the world. Well, in <laughs> I mean, I'm still going out and seeing family. Like um, yeah, it's not cha- it's not stopping me, hmm. but I, I think that if you if it, um, it's one that that you need to like, I'm going to talk about um, when I was in I probably would have been in middle school, and yeah. um, we it had been a long time. Like, let me put it this way: Vi- video games were a lot like. You have to get get like one game and then kind of make do for a while because yeah they're expensive as shit. And mm-hmm. um, so it was one Christmas, I got, uh, um, my parents got me a GameCube for Christmas.
1: Nice.
0: And um, I just remember like, uh, you know, playing Super Smash Mothers Melee playing like uh, Wave Racer and all these other like you know the, some of the launch titles for it and just thinking wow this thing looks beautiful and the system was like mm-hmm. really cool it was just it was a cube it had these tiny ass little discs <laughs> um, and I just remember that that morning you know playing the uh, playing it at my house um, with my family and it was a lot of fun nice. just a it's a very positive memory
1: yeah I mean, those are yeah. I wasn't looking for like, oh, the most expensive thing I ever got. Yeah, yeah. It's the stuff that you can enjoy as a family. Exactly.
0: That was the thing. Is like that. That one sticks out to me because it was like, it was just such. You think back on that memory, you get like that warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm. That's why I chose that one. There's plenty of other gifts that I've gotten that I've really loved or that like have been special to me from like you know. Friends or family before. Yeah. But if I had to just think of one that kind of goes
2: Walking along with together. this
0: whole, like, wholesome Christmas kind of feel, that. Oh, yeah. Do I get a point? <laughs> of course,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was less than 30 pounds. <laughs> I don't want to say
0: GameCube, I know it's more than 30 pounds. Yeah. That was an underrated console, honestly. I, I agree. Like, I loved my GameCube. Yeah. Some really good games in that. I still have mine. It's it's yeah. back at my parents. Actually no, I think did it might be in that chest behind me. <laughs> did you have the original Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion? I did, yes. That was so much fun. Luigi's Mansion was, was a ton of fun. Hmm. Um I think that was one of the so I got I got the GameCube and they got me three games. I think it was it was some like uh jet ski racing game, so I think it was like Wave Racer, um Super Smash Bros. Melee, and Luigi's Mansion.
1: I don't have had the Super Smash on, on GameCube, I only have that on the Wii. Uh, on GameCube I had Sonic Adventure
0: two. I did eventually get that game. Uh Super Mario Sunshine. I rented it that Mario one. It, no, it Super Mario Sunshine. No, Super Mario Sunshine. And I did yeah. rent that at one at one point, but I never owned it.
1: Hmm. Uh Luigi Mansion, like I said. Mm. Uh, there was one that was like Ego Mania, which is actually pretty fun.
0: Never had that. Uh don't try and now. did you play the star fox Pick dinosaur planet one star- I've never played a star fox game okay it was it was weird it wasn't like a space combat game it was like a third-person like melee action-adventure game more in right. akin to a Zelda game um, see.
1: Right, I'm gonna take off my Quizmaster gear because my headphones are slipping off okay
0: <laughs> oh god well I mean we're <laughs> coming up on yeah. that. Oh God. oh God, he's failing. He's failing so hard. Oh, but yeah, oh. yeah. That was I, I. That was that was a really good quiz. I did. I I actually learned a bit. Oh, and I'm neglecting in what I should be doing right now.
1: Oh. Uh, oh yeah. How I'm many, many points, points did you get?
0: Yeah, I'm adding them up right now. So. <coughs> Just shy of half, seven points. Nice.
1: Ironically, so you say about um, your favorite gift, I actually bought someone a GameCube and the original Pikmin, I think it was, for their birthday once. Um, I did... I, huh?
0: So my, um, uh, th- my, my girlfriend in high school, mm-hmm. I think one year for uh, her birthday, that's what I got her, was I got like... It was the GameCube had been out for several years at this point. They'd already come out with like I don't know if the Wii was out at this point, but it the GameCube was was an older system at this point, but
2: yeah.
0: Um she loved like Nintendo stuff. She never had one and or they, she, either she never had one or hers broke or something like that. And so mm-hmm. I got her a GameCube and I got like, you know, a couple games and stuff for it for one year.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's as <laughs> well. I did it for one of my old exes um was next at the time and yeah i think off ebay because i don't think anywhere else was nowhere else sells King cubes <laughs> yeah
0: I, I this was I, I got it um yeah because they weren't there were no new ones i got a refurbished one from a GameStop. stop mm. and i'm glad I, actually i remember this i had to i'm glad i checked it because when i opened because i opened the box to check it out in the mall food court mm-hmm. and there was a giant fucking chunk taken out of the side of the thing in the plastic and so I took it back. Oh, and I'm like, shit. "Look at this!" And so they they swapped yeah. it out for a new one. Um, I, it's I funny that, one. Well, yeah, <laughs> a, a, another refurbished one. Um, yeah. But it's funny that we we both did that exact same thing.
1: Yeah, Man, no, that was a good that was a good console. It and really was. That's expensive
0: these days. Well, yeah, because they, they didn't sell as well as the, I think they should have, and like you said, it was it was an underrated console. Also,
1: also at that time, most consoles didn't come with screens, as until like the PS. In fact, no, none of the Playstations really typically had screens. My PS one had a screen and I had a PS two with a screen.
0: Screen? But most PS ones
1: and
0: with a screen. Um, like like the screens that you could attach to the console or something like that? Yeah, it, it came, came attached to the console.
1: Oh PS one and PS two. I had I assume you didn't.
0: No, I never did. I mean yeah. I knew they existed, but I never I yeah. never got one. It's because um I am fortunate
1: enough to have a very nice grandparents and
0: (laughs) they got me and my
1: brother and so generally we had um one version that was just the standard version that we hooked up to the tv and the other one which just had like a small screen built into it so that we weren't
0: there was uh, um so when i a good chunk of my family lives out in the midwest Mm. um and when i was uh much younger uh, we mm. would like we couldn't we couldn't really afford to fly out there uh so we'd when we would go out to visit them we'd drive and it's like a two day yeah. it's a, it's a two day drive at least and that's if you drive in 16 hours a day um so they, they were they're pretty long haul trips and of course at that time I was like you know 11 so I couldn't drive um and I had my I had my play I had a PlayStation PlayStation one yeah. and we had the this best console this tiny shitty ass little white tv that my they had like an antenna on it that my uh my mother would have in the kitchen mm-hmm. um so she'd be listening to something or watching something when she was out there and i bought like this little metal like power converter that plugged into the the cigarette lighters in the car yeah and i would plug in the playstation that tiny shitty tv i'd be in the back of the minivan playing digimon world on our way out to, to fucking iowa
1: See, we always, we always, in my family, me and my brother, wanted one of those inbuilt car seat PlayStations. Hmm. Our parents would never fucking let us have, to be fair, This all was literally, and, the,
0: and, <laughs> the, this yeah. was like the, the fucking ghetto version of that. I just had a, a tiny TV set that I put on the seat yeah. that was plugged into the car.
1: Uh, all, all of our gaming equipment, when we kids, came from our grandparents. Mm. Nothing from <laughs> just, until one day we came from home from school and there was a PS3 there, and mm. that was like
0: ah uh, yes, my
1: world has changed. <laughs> the time has come. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, this is gonna be coming out on Christmas, isn't it? So it I assume is, m- most people aren't gonna be listening to this on Christmas. It's probably gonna be Boxing Day if anything.
0: Yeah. Um. And. Uh, so hope you had a merry Christmas. Indeed. Yeah. this I think that's you know we had a Christmas quiz and then we had a couple little wholesome Christmas stories from our youth. Mm. Um but yeah. Merry Christmas everyone. Thank you all for listening and um See hopefully you for the New Year so That's true. See you for the New Year's. Ho ho ho. <laughs>